Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Do you know the Bible is God's holy word? Do you know it is inspired, inerrant, and infallible? If so, like, share, subscribe, and support this podcast. For we are Maranatha Ministries, and our redemption draweth nigh. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the program. We are your host, Jose and Matthew. It is good to get back to the apocalypse of Isaiah, and let's start this shindig outright. Dear Heavenly Father, whom we serve through the Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, Father, and our Savior, thank you so much for this opportunity. Please fill us with your Holy Spirit so that we might be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our Redeemer. Please, dear Lord, answer Jose and mine's prayer to deliver what your Holy Spirit would have us deliver tonight concerning this very important chapter in Isaiah and this very important sub-book of the Apocalypse of Isaiah. Thank you so much for this opportunity, and I pray that your Spirit might flow irregardless of the location of those who partake in it, whether it's here live or in the archive, whether it's in the video or the audio, because your spirit permeates creation. And for that, we are most thankful. And in your precious son's name, we pray the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Amen. Okay. Boy, this has been, what, a couple of weeks in coming, right? Yes, it has, Um, yep. Been a couple of weeks in the making. So what's your opening comments about this chapter? Because it's not an easy one. It's a difficult chapter. Your thoughts? (laughs) Yeah, I I think, Matthew, when you're going to talk about the day of the Lord, you should probably just read this chapter because, boy, he he lays it out here big time. Um, He doesn't hold back at all. Um, 
It, I mean, it, he 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 has it all in this chapter. He lays it all out. What's going to happen um, on 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 that day? Uh, it's just it's just a, a a bang up chapter right from the beginning, Matthew. It's it's pretty intense. Um, yeah. He says he says things here that's that just well it's it's disturbing, and he says things here mechanically about celestial mechanics that is that is really well it's disturbing um and here he mentions the simple fact that this is an infamous chapter that will reverberate in the halls of time because just take note direct quote coming right out of from the lord your god's mouth seek from the book of the lord and read not one of these things will be missing None will lack its mate, for his mouth has commanded and the spirit has gathered them. Take it to the bank. <laughs> his word is going to endure. No matter what happens, you're going to be able to look it up. And what he's literally saying here in this chapter is you're going to look up the apocalypse of Isaiah. You're going to look up Isaiah chapter 34. Oh, yes, you will. Oh, yes, you will. And it's almost one of those shots across the bow when you know, once you're in the know, once the Holy Spirit has come to you and fulfilled the promises and he showed you what is to come, you know, when you get to the Bema seat, God's going to be asking you detailed questions pertaining to Isaiah chapter 34. Oh, yes, he is. So, this is one of the heaviest chapters. And mechanically, it, it says some things here. Well, I think I've given enough of an introduction. Uh, my thoughts about it, it it's complex nature. It, it's, it's highly definitive narrative. It's all-encompassing narrative. So... Jose, you want to read it for us tonight? And I don't know if we should break it up or not. Um, it's pretty intense. I really think that we should go through it, read all, uh, every single verse here. Um, okay. Straight, you know, and then do general comments and then go back through it line by line because you really got to get it all 17 verses rapid fire in your chest. Right. So, so let's do that, I think, in, in, unless you would prefer not to. Nope, that sounds like a good plan, Matthew. Um, yeah, it's, I think for, for as much as it's saying, it's going to be best to take it all in at first and then go back over it. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. So, I, yeah, I can read that for us if you want. Sure. Okay. So I am at Isaiah chapter 34, reading out of the, out of the NASB 1995. Draw near, O nations, to hear, and listen, O peoples, that the earth and all it contains hear, and the world and all that springs from it. For the Lord's indignation is against all the nations, and his wrath against all the armies. He has utterly destroyed them. He has given them over to slaughter. So their slain will be thrown out, and their corpses will give off their stench, and the mountains will be drenched with their blood. And all the host of heaven will wear away. 
and the sky will be rolled up like a scroll. All their host will also wither away as a leaf withers from the vine or as one withers from the fig tree. For my sword is satiated in heaven. Behold, it shall descend for judgment upon Edom and upon the people whom I have devoted to destruction. The sword of the Lord is filled with blood. It is sated with fat with the blood of lambs and goats, with the fat of the kidneys of rams. For the Lord has a sacrifice in Bozrah and a great slaughter in the land of Edom. Wild oxen will also fall with them and the young bulls with the strong ones. Thus their land will be soaked with blood and their, their dust will become greasy with fat. For the Lord has a day of vengeance, a year of recompense for the cause of Zion. Its streams will be turned into pitch and its loose earth into brimstone and its land will become burning pitch and it will not be quenched night or day. Its smoke will go up forever. From generation to generation, it will be desolate. None will pass through it forever and ever. But pelican and hedgehog will possess it and owl and raven will dwell in it. And he will stretch over it the line of desolation and the plumb line of emptiness. It's nobles, there is no one there whom they may proclaim king, and all its princes will be nothing. Thorns will come up in its fortified towers, nettles and thistles in its fortified cities. It will also be a haunt of jackals and an abode of ostriches. The desert creature will meet with the wolves. The hairy goat also will cry to its kind. Yes, the night monster will settle there and will find herself a resting place. The tree snake will make its nest and lay eggs there, and it will hatch and gather them under its protection. Yes, the hawks will be gathered there, everyone with its kind. Seek from the book of the Lord and read. Not one of these will be missing. None will lack its mate, for his mouth has commanded and his spirit has gathered them. He has cast the lot for them, and his hand has divided it to them by line. They shall possess it forever. From generation to generation, they will dwell in it. Jose, make heads or tails of that. <laughs> parts of it sound familiar, right, Matthew? But then you get into other parts and it's like, what is the Lord talking to us about there? <laughs> well, you know, let's do this. He gives some absolutes here, right? Yes. He gives some absolutes that can only pertain to one thing. Now, 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 just ladies and gentlemen, just relax for a minute because he is saying absolute. Now, listen. This happens at a point in time. Verse 2. For the earth's indignation is against all the nations and his wrath against all their armies. He has utterly destroyed them. He has given them over to slaughter. This is pretty, this is an absolute statement. Using English grammar, this is absolute. He's saying all their armies will be destroyed. It's, it's. It is intense what he's saying. 
Now, Jose, you and I both know when this event happens. It happens in Revelation chapter 19 and 20. This is the return of Christ. That's when this is going to happen. Amen? Amen. So, but we also have to realize that at the end of the thousand-year reign of Christ, there is another another slaughter. Amen? Yep. Amen. You know, God comes himself. God comes back because then it's the devil himself that is finally playing this game. So, that is to say, he's saying some absolute things here, and he can only be speaking in an isochronal manner. But take note, one thing is for sure, one thing is for sure, that a definitive way we can look at this is the host of heaven. Right, Jose? Yes. You are told that after the thousand-year reign of Christ— there is no second fall. Right. No, there's not. Let's go over there and let's check it out. We need to get there. Um, go ahead and do this thing. Um, so going to uh, the end of Revelation chapter 20. Okay. We know that um, here's what happens, uh, that there is the great white throne judgment. So picking up here in Revelation chapter 20, verse 7. So this is the end of the thousand years. When the thousand years were completed, Satan will be released from his prison. Now take note. At this point, it is only Satan that is in the abyss. Verse 8. And he will come out to deceive the nations who are at the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, and gather them together for war. The number of them is like the sand on the seashore, and they come up in a broad plain of the earth and surround the camp of the saints in the beloved city, and fire came down from heaven and devoured them. And the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet were also. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Then I saw the great white throne and him who sat on it, whose presence of the earth and heaven fled away. Take note, ladies and gentlemen, read these verses again. This is after the thousand-year reign of Christ. No mention of any fallen host, because guess what? They're done burning. They're already done. They're done. Christ put the period at the end of their sentence. Right, Jose? Yes. So after the thousand-year reign of Christ, you don't see them. They're no more. They haven't been there. The only one to be judged is literally Satan. He's independently, he is the last prince standing. He's the last prince standing. So that's why it states this, that after this, you, you know, in this window of opportunity here, um, it's it's pretty clear that it will have no more princes. I mean, he's he's given himself, you know, whatever's happened, okay, whatever happens at this point, there is no more fall. So we need to look at this uh, for tense-wise, for one. We need to look at this for tense. Um, verse 4, all the host of heaven will wear away. 
and the sky will be rolled up like a scroll. All their host will also wither away as a leaf withers from the vine or as one withers from a fig tree. For my sword is satiated to heaven. We know that this event, he's talking about the great day of the Lord. So at this point in time, he's talking about during the tribulation. For his sword is satiated in heaven. Behold, it shall descend for judgment upon Edom and upon the people who I'm who I've devoted to destruction. Here he's being quite clear. Now he switches over and says, This is the sword of Christ. You know what he does to everybody that takes the mark of the beast. Right, Jose? Yes. Mm-hmm. So this is what th this is a very complex chapter. It's a very complex chapter of what it could be talking about. Now, take note. We're going to jump down here, and he really states some things that I, I wish I could get around it, but I'm going to have to point some things out. We're going to pick it up in verse 11. Uh, it says, pelican and hedgehog, uh, raven. That's what you're getting here from the New American Standard Bible. Let's switch it over to the Septuagint. The Septuagint of course, includes Onocinitars, says it twice. It says it here, and it says it in 14, and comes right out and calls them demons. And demons shall meet Onocinitars and bellow one to another. Now, once again, switching over to the New American Standard Bible, uh, these verses just contain things that are difficult. You'll take note that verse 13 the New American Standard Bible put in here jackals, but that is tannin in Hebrew. What has been historically translated as that's right, dragons. Mm -hmm. So what is going on here, ladies and gentlemen? Why is he saying, you know, let me just ask that to Jose, because this is a question that needs to be asked. Okay, Jose. We're about ready to get our hands dirty. Amen. Amen. What happens to the unclean spirits? When do they get judged? What brings to mind is when, when the Lord cast the, the spirits um, uh, into the pigs, right? And they said, it's not, it's not our time yet. We're not to be judged. And so they, they jumped into the sea, right? Um, Amen. so I, I don't know, Matthew, off the top of my head, I don't know when, when, when they get judged, when their time comes. You have answered wisely. Okay. We know that, um, this chapter itself and Isaiah chapter 24, God makes himself clear on his day. He gathers them all in a cage and you just found out that, that Christ himself butchers them, right? But we're miss, we're missing some players. What about these unclean spirits? Because if they're if they're uh, uh, how do I put that? If their paternal parent just got butchered for their sins, right? Why aren't they included in the judgment? But now we agree. Why has this question never been asked before, Jose? When do the unclean spirits get cut down? 
because that's not what God just said. Right. Now this, this, this really does make the rubber hit the road, ladies and gentlemen, because this is just a very simple question. God tells you in Isaiah chapter 24, the opening of the apocalypse of Isaiah, he has intention to put the two culprits to rest. The fallen angels and the kings that conspired with them. Right, Jose? Right. Yes. He never mentions the unclean. And let's talk about that for a minute. Jose, why would God never say... I mean, this is literally the only place he's directly addressing these unclean spirits. He doesn't address, I mean, we just read the great white throne judgment. They're not mentioned there, right? Are they mentioned at the return of Christ? No, Christ is pretty clear. Uh, all the armies, right? And of course, here the apocalypse of Isaiah states that, you know, the fallen two, they come there and they all get butchered by Christ. Amen. Amen. In the list, the unclean spirits aren't mentioned. So, and I'm not saying that is the case. I'm just making some points that does this call for more research or what could possibly be the reason why these unclean spirits aren't being judged? What's your thoughts? So their, their state of being, right, is not their fault. Okay. You had, you had the angels, the angels, you know, um, mating with women, creating these, uh, these unclean spirits. Right. So that really is the sins of their, of their fathers. Right. That, that, that God is, is judging at, from what we've read so far. I take um, umbrage with that. Okay. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead and, and, and finish your thought. I thought you were. No, that, that's just my initial thoughts. Matthew is, um, their, you know, how they came into existence, it's not their fault, okay? Well, um, and and that, that's my, my, only, my only thought right now is obviously they've done unclean and wicked things, right, on this earth. They, whether, whether they're being used by whoever, that, that's been their purpose once, once they were here, okay? So they, they need to be judged for that. But I don't know when that happens. Okay, let me let me bring up just one of these. The we've already talked a little bit about the Hebrew, but now I'm going to switch it over to the Greek because here it says uh, satyrs. Now, describe to me what a satyr is. Is that going to be the 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 half man, half goat? Is that what a satyr is? Chimera. No, no because a man can't mate with a goat. Okay. Right, you're so, right. You know, yep. It's not half man. It is half, half fall. Yes, yes. Okay, so the word you're looking for is Nephilim, right? Right. Mm -hmm. I, I know that word in, in Hebrew and Greek. We didn't read that word. Right. No. Did we? Nope. Okay, so let us, you and I, be honest. Right. For what reason would God judge an animal that literally had no no choice in the matter? Right. 
now I've probably got everybody's gears turning. Because this list here, we can take it in Hebrew or Greek. I really don't care. Just the lightly things that I just said to you, it's obviously God is not talking about Nephilim. He is talking about chimeras. Let me get this through your heads. A chimera was never part human, not ever. The difference is, is that they're half angelic, half animal. This is why some of the unclean spirits can't speak, because if they were half fish, like the Philistine god Dagon, they could never speak because they were half fish. They never had vocal cords, Jose. Right. You understand? They never mm -hmm. had vocal cords. All right. So this is why you get into these certain instances and anybody that's ever dealt with spiritual warfare. Oh, you'll figure it out real quick when you run across one of these, because you'll be babbling off your, you know, uh, you know, I rebuke you, demon. And yet, yeah, they can't understand. It. And of course, everybody knows that has any experience that the Bible's very forthright. And Jesus told you that there's some that can come out only by prayer and fasting because you're dealing with something that is. You're dealing with something that's not right. So, why isn't this on every conspiracy theory channel, Jose? Have you heard anybody ever discuss this no. before? Nope. Now, don't lie to me, Jose. I know you've heard everybody and his brother talk about the Nephilim, right? Right. Yep. Lots of, lots of books and lots of movies about the Nephilim, Matthew. So we agree that both the fallen and the humans have malintent. Yes. And they can choose what to do, right, Jose? Right. At the end of the day, especially if they're Nephilim, their human side would give them the wherewithal. They could choose. They could stop what they were doing, right? Yes. But let's talk about the two things mentioned here. I, I've mentioned two. Let's stick with that. What about a satyr? I'm sorry, Jose, but a goat don't have a conscience, right? Right. Okay. Just goes off Let's the talk about a, That's right. Let's talk about an Ono Sinitar. What's an Ono Sinitar? It's half angel, half donkey. What, what, how could a donkey have a conscience, Jose? Let's just talk about this. If this creature was born, how could it negate its own actions? You stated it yourself. Those actions are dictated by what? Instinct. Mm -hmm. Instinct is not conscience, Jose. Right. Okay? So, ladies and gentlemen, why hasn't this ever been pointed out to you? I mean, God makes a definitive promise here, right? He doesn't yes, say he he's going to exterminate them, does he? Does no. he say he's going to exterminate them? Nope. Jose, why has no one ever talked about this in Christian ministries? I mean, there's all kinds of, of ministers nowadays uh, on the Internet that deal with uh, spiritual warfare and they deal with, uh, you know, aliens and UFOs, correct? I mean, they're literally a dime a dozen, amen? Right. Amen. Why is nobody bringing up what this text says? That these 
chimeric entities are going to be provided for. And it's just not that. God lets you know that, by the way, you're going to look this up when it happens, and you will know I've done it, right? I mean, he is right. extreme in what he says. He's extreme in what he says. So your thoughts, Jose, what, what's going on here? So um, let me bring in a couple of verses here, Matthew. Um, and I'm, I'm going to key in on verse 3 and 4 of Isaiah chapter 34. Uh, actually, verse 4 and 5, where it talks about the fig tree and it talks about Edom. And that brings me over to Mark chapter 11. Um, I'm going to start from uh, verse 12. On the next day when they had left Bethany, he became hungry. Seeing at a distance of fig tree and leaf, he went to see if perhaps he would find anything on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. He said to it, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples were listening. So it's speaking about the fruit of the fig tree, Matthew, which is exactly what Isaiah 34 is talking about. And I'm going to jump down to verse 20. As they were passing by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots up. Being reminded, Peter said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered, saying to them, have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. And so the reason why I read to that, to that last verse, Matthew, is because of what the book of Obadiah says about Edom and Mount Esau. And that's immediately what I thought about um, what God's going to do to that mountain. He's going to cast it into the sea, into the abyss. Um, and so, and then bringing up what you're saying about the seed of the, of the angelic, of the fallen, makes that verse about the fruit of the fig tree hit even harder, Matthew. Indeed. Indeed it does. And then, and then that's, that's Mark 11 is right. The triumphal, triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Um, and, and we know what that's talking about, who God's setting up in place of the fallen. That's right. That's exactly correct. So this really does make you go hum, don't it? Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, let's take the next step, okay? Nobody's probably going to really appreciate me now because I'm going to punch the core one more time. I'm going to punch the core one more time. Here in the Hebrew, staring you right in the face in verse uh, 14, is, of course, Lilith. You don't have to like it. That's the she here. The she is Lilith. As we've stated many times, I'm not going to belabor, uh, uh, you know, uh, belabor the, the topic. That is a cloven. So now we're really crossing the differentiation here that now we get the third party in here, and I'm going to have to throw this at Jose again. 
why does nobody talk about the poor women that the angels took? Why is it nobody talks about them, Jose? And that's what the Hebrew says in Genesis, and you and I both know it. You're right. Yes. It says that the angels took whoever they wanted because, of course, they could overthrow these poor girls' minds. Mm-hmm. Here they are staring you in the face, and nobody wants to talk about it because they were obviously the innocent parties, right? Right. Yes. Because once you're cloven to a fallen angel, your DNA will be twisted. You will become one with that angel. Yes. Now, this is exactly what I needed to see. I needed to see all the innocent parties here. Well, I can't say that. You know, that's going too far. I need to see the two parties I was looking for. One, the chimeras that absolutely had no choice. They had no conscience. They only had instinct. And number two, I needed to see those women who were took against their will. And God is obviously seriously mad about this, right? Right. He's obviously not happy about this because obviously what is happening here is the Lord, he's righteous, right? Yes. Now, we would agree that these entities probably have done a whole lot of of havoc in the past, right? Yes. And of course, we see that in the New Testament. Of course, when the disciples deal with it, Jesus has to tell them, by the way, this kind can come only out by fasting and prayer. Another time when they were trying to cast the person into the water or the fire, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So that is to say we needed to see this because Jesus could have nuked him right there, right? Right. And he didn't. And obviously, he was speaking to the one group. They were communicating with him quite effectively. They were obviously not chimeric, right? Right. And that group knew they were going to be judged, didn't they? Yes. They were very articulate in what they said, and they acknowledged you are the son of God. So these other groups of unclean entities, you realize that they don't have their faculties. They're operating out of instinct. And Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's talk about that for a minute. Why do you think the Bible states that this kind of entity can only come out by fasting and prayer? Why do you think that is, Jose? Because it's not going to be what you speak. They can't understand what you're saying, Matthew. You, you need help of the of the of the uh, angelic, of the host of heaven, to to remove those spirits. Much in the same way that right that Daniel when he when he had to um, fast for 21 days and and get get and the, the um, Michael had to help the archangel Gabriel. That's right. You know that 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 it's that type of. Um, setup that we're seeing there that's right same exact setup we're seeing there absolutely as a matter of fact those two very things are said there in daniel chapter 9 the opening verses that's exactly what's stated um prayer and 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 fasting right so um those same things are mentioned there so yeah that that makes a whole lot of sense that well Ladies and gentlemen, the Lord has to be just. Amen, Jose? Amen. On what planet would a raped victim go to hell? Just explain that to me, Jose. On what planet would that happen? Because the Lord, he's just and he's righteous. Amen? Amen. Okay, so why would a rape victim go to hell? Okay, why would you send a donkey to hell, Jose? So... We need to look at this a completely different way because God was pretty clear that he is going to segregate a place for these things. Um, do you agree with that, Jose, or not? Yeah, it, it makes sense, Matthew. Um, you know, previously when I had read this chapter, you know, uh, before I studied it, I would think, why is the Lord making a place for them? It doesn't make any sense. These are unclean spirits. Why why even bother, you know? Why not just throw them into the lake of fire with all the rest of the 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 wicked and unclean? Um, but when you when you look into it, it makes sense, Matthew. What what did they do? What 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 did they do to put them in that position, you know? Right. How can you judge them if 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 they if they were forced into those things? So you know what? Let's take another read of this, okay? Let's take another read of this. We know what he's talking about. For one, I know all about Basra. But anyway, that's beside the point. He says, as great slaughters in the land of Edom. Look at the Hebrew, ladies and gentlemen, because that's also Adam. I'm sorry, maybe you didn't hear me. Um Ladies and gentlemen, you just play with the valves here, and it's Adam, and everybody knows it. Um, not a few people know it. All Hebrew experts know this. They know it. Let's take, for example, 
The first time this word is used, of course, is um, Genesis chapter 25, verse 30. And Esau said to Jacob, please let me have a swallow of that red stuff, therefore I am famished. Therefore, his name was called Edom. Now, in this instance, you have evolved right before the mem at the end of the sentence. However, you switch that evolve around, we'll go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 5. Guess what? In this instance, they don't tell you, the Strongs doesn't tell you that it's, it's, uh, it's Edom, because it says this. Now, no shrub of the field was yet in the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprouted. For the Lord God had not sent rain upon the earth, and there was no man. Yeah, same word. To cultivate the ground. This is a dire threat. Now you need to, now you need to understand what he's actually talking about here. He's talking about mankind. That's what he's talking about. Because Jose was right. You go to the book of Obadiah and you study that and you realize there's two sorts of people. Okay, They come out as twins at the same time. One was the child of the promise and one was not. It's pretty important that you understand the ramifications of Basra in Bible prophecy. Now, we don't have time to really go into extreme exegesis here, but it's enough to be said that he is going to clear out a place on this planet. And you also get wordplay up here at the very beginning because he says the word for against twice. What you call that is, well, ah, in Hebrew. It is the Ain Lamed, and it means against. It means uh, beside. Ladies and gentlemen, when you put this, when you put this in the phraseology like it has here, no one understand this. That if something is beside something, and you say that word again, and beside, that means it's opposite. And what he could very well be referring to here is that infamous one-third of this planet. Because that is exactly what you see. When you get a globe, just center it on the new world, and guess what you're looking at? You're looking at one-third that is multiple time referenced as being destroyed in the book of Revelation. Now, that is the truth, right, Jose? I, I am telling the truth? Yes. So, with that in mind, we could be looking at something altogether different here. And the purpose of this chapter is pretty serious. Now, let's, let's talk about this word for Basra. You need to understand that this is a sheepfold. That's what the name Basra is. It always was. And that's why that word for Basra is in end-time Bible prophecy more than once, because literally, regarding this place, Basra, God tells you that that's where you're going to come from. Yeah, that's, that's what he says. It's exactly what he says in end-time Bible prophecy. And most prophecy experts know about this infamous outpouring that's going to occur from Basra but it is going to happen. Now, it, it's amazing when you line up 
everything. And you put two and two together. Like I said, I don't have time to stop and do a separate Bible study with you on Basra, but take note. In those verses, it don't translate it Basra, it translates it sheepfold to keep it hidden from you. So you need to know that's what's at play right here, right now, is this infamous Basra, this place, um, well, that God intends on preparing. But you all know that God is going to take you to a place that he's prepared. You all know that. I've been teaching that all of my life, literally. So it's pretty important that you, that you realize that um, Micah chapter 2 states this. Now, like I stated, here it doesn't say Basra. It says something else. But listen to it and listen to it very cleanly. Micah chapter 2, verse 12. I will surely assemble all of you, Jacob. I will surely gather the remnant of Israel. I will put them together like sheep in a fold. That's Basra. Like a flock in the midst of its pasture, they will be noisy with men. Now, read the next verse, and you better take it to the bank, because this is what's going to happen. They are going to exit Basra with someone in front of them. And God is no respecter of persons, so he's just going to come right out and tell you. The breaker goes up before them. They break out. They pass through the gate and go out by it. So their king goes on before them, and the Lord is at their head. Jose, who is that talking about? That's the king, Matthew. That's that's Jesus there, right? <laughs> the Lord. So, did you ever know that he come right out and told you how you're going to leave the place prepared? I should have known. <laughs> right? <laughs> he tells you everything else. Why wouldn't he? Yep. But it was a little hard to see because you couldn't see Basra. They did their little tricksy things on you. They didn't translate it as a name. They translated it as the word. Yes, right. ladies and gentlemen, look it up for yourself. I don't think I know. I've been studying Basra since I was 12 or 13. <laughs> There's nothing I don't know about it. I even know the anagrams for it. So when you see that here, it, it puts it into context what God's actually talking about here. So I'm going to give you a short rundown of what I think this is saying, and we'll see if that makes sense to Jose. It sounds like to me, Jose, that he's going to nuke one third of this planet. And now he's turned it into a rhyme or reason. And he says things here very strangely that only supernatural entities would be able to survive there. He says it's dirt becomes pitch. Amen. Amen. I mean, did you think God was lying or? Nope. Nope. What he what, says what he states there. What he states there. It's uninhabitable. Correct. Right. Yes. And yet he puts his foot down and he says the chimeras and the cloven 
will be able to go there. And no one, not only that, what would be the only thing they'd be afraid of, Jose? What'd be the only thing they'd be afraid of? Come on, ladies and gentlemen. They'd be afraid of the princes that made them. Amen, Jose? Amen. What did he say about the princes in this chapter? There will be none. Why did he say that in reference to these entities? He's telling these entities, don't worry. The kings of men will no longer play their games and entrap you and enslave you, and the fallen will no longer torment you. That's what it's saying. So let's read this one more time, and let's see if that sounds reasonable to us. Okay, Jose? Does that sound like a good plan? Yes, it does. Okay, so with this in mind, okay, let's see if that's what could be being talked about here. Starting from the top. Draw near, O nations, to hear and listen, O peoples. Let the earth and all it contains here and the world and all that springs from it. For the Lord's indignation is against all the nations and his wrath against all their armies. He has utterly destroyed them. He has given them over to slaughter. So their slain will be thrown out. And their corpses will give off their stench. And the mountains will be drenched with their blood. All the host of heaven will wear away. And the sky will be rolled up like a scroll. All their host will also wither as a leaf withers from the vine. Or as one withers from a fig tree. For my sword is satiated in heaven. Behold, it shall descend for judgment upon Edom and upon a people whom I have devoted to destruction. The sword of the Lord is filled with blood and is satiated with the fat, with the blood of lambs and goats, the fat of kidneys of rams. For the Lord has a sacrifice in Basra and a great slaughter in the land of Edom. Wild oxen will also fall with them, and young bulls and strong ones. Thus their land will be soaked with blood, and their dust will become greasy with fat. For the Lord has a day of vengeance, a year of recompense for the cause of Zion. Its streams will be turned to pitch, and its loose earth into brimstone, and its land will become a burning pitch. It will not be quenched night or day. Its smoke will go up forever from generation to generation. It will be desolate. None will pass through it forever and ever. But pelican and hedgehog will possess it, and owl and raven will dwell in it. And he will stretch over it the line of desolation and the plumb line of emptiness. Its nobles, there is no one there whom they may proclaim king, and all its princes will be nothing. Thorns will come up in its fortified towers, nettles and thistles in its fortified cities. It will be a haunt of jackals and abode of ostriches. The desert creatures will meet with the wolves. The hairy goat will also cry to its kind. Yes, the night monster will settle there and will find herself a resting place. The tree snake will make its nest and lay its eggs there and will hatch and gather them under its protection. Yes, the hawks will be gathered there, every one of its kind. Seek from the book of the Lord and read, not one of these will be missing. None will lack its mate. 
for his mouth has commanded and his spirit has gathered them. He has cast the lot for them and his hand has divided it to them by line. They shall possess it forever from generation to generation. They will dwell in it. I heard a whole lot more than everybody else probably did. Jose, your thoughts? No, Matthew, it it lines up with what you're saying. Um, it, it, it all makes sense um, why the Lord would do that uh, and why he would uh, prepare a place for them. Um, kind of hard to, to comprehend at first because you're thinking, why do they need a place? But when you, you know, look into it a little bit more, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense, Matthew, what he's talking about there. Yes, it um, to me. And, and, and if, if the new world is still set apart by the oceans, you know, once, once, once Christ comes back during a thousand year reign, then it would be the perfect place to place them because they would be separated from the rest of the world. And it was pretty clear. It's uninhabitable, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Which is exactly what Revelation says is going to happen to a third of the world. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Exactly what he says. So, you know, we're going to cross the threshold. I'm going to ask you a pretty important question. You know that people that divinate, whether they're called their fancy names like witches and warlocks, you know that um, they have this tool where they have an animal that will be their familiar, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. This is common knowledge, amen? Amen. Does everybody not realize why the Lord God just told you that these, these kings and their cattle would not be permitted to have any animals here? Because you need to understand that's exactly what they do with these unclean spirits. They will trap them in the host uh, of these animals and trap them there and make them serve the kings of men. Yes, they do. Find yourself a witch or warlock and ask them about their familiars. 
I probably just shocked everybody because you weren't expecting me to know the other side of the fence. Ladies and gentlemen, it takes a servant of the Lord God to be able to perceive what your enemy's doing, and I know all about them. So now that I've shocked you, let's go back and, and read if what I'm saying sounds correct with you, okay? Remember, what these kings do is they will take these entities and trap them into familiars that are animals. So that they can use cats. They can use uh, most. Most of them do use bulls, by the way, or rams, just so you know. Anyway, let's read it one more time. This is why God is stating this as a promise. It kind of doesn't make sense to everybody when you say that. Why is the Lord God... Uh, 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 coming down uh, to destroy everything, why is he talking about, you know, normal cattle? Why would he do this? Why, why is he butchering, you know, the cattle? You know, all these liberals will run around and say, you know, why was, you know, sacrifices is inhumane? Not that that makes any sense, because how can you be inhumane toward an animal if they're not human? But listen, this is actually what God is doing. He is reassuring these entities that there won't be any animals there that they're afraid they're going to be trapped inside of. Open your ears. For once in your life, believe God's word. For once in your life, believe Isaiah chapter 34 was written by God himself, and this is what he intends to do, and nobody can actually stop him. And he's making promises here to unclean spirits, not Nephilim, but he's making it to unclean spirits. Now that you know this, now that you have the inside information, listen to it one more time. The sword of the Lord is filled with blood. It is sated with the fat, with the blood of lambs and goats, with the fat and kidneys of rams. For the Lord has a sacrifice in Basra and a great slaughter in the land of Edom. Wild oxen will also fall with them, and the young bulls with strong ones. Thus their land will be soaked with blood, and the dust will become greasy with fat. Did you hear it this time, ladies and gentlemen? Now it makes sense. He's prefaced, he's promised these unclean spirits that you don't have to worry about, about these kings using you and trapping you and using you as slaves in these uh, these familiar animals, okay? Verse 8, for the Lord has a day of vengeance, a year of recompense for the cause of Zion. Its streams will be turned to pitch, its loose earth will be brimstone, and its land will become a burning pitch. It will not be quenched day or night. Its smoke will go up forever. From generation to generation, it will be desolate. None will pass through it forever and ever, but the pelican and the hedgehog will possess it. The owl and the raven will dwell in it, and he will stretch out his line of desolation and the plumb line of emptiness. Its nobles, there is no one there whom they may proclaim king, and all its princes will be nothing. Now, just in case they're still upset and they're thinking, well, they'll come here and they'll plant their crops and they'll enslave us again. No, God promises you, there ain't no crops going to come. Thorns 
will come up in its fortified towers. Nestles and thistles in its fortified cities. It will also be a haunt of jackals and abode of ostriches. The desert creatures will meet there with the wolves. The hairy goat will cry out to its kind. Yes, the night monster will settle there and will find herself a resting place. Remember, in Hebrew, this is talking about Lilith, the cloven. The tree snake will make its nest and lay its eggs there and will gather there and uh, um, uh, gather them under its protection. Yes, the hawks will be gathered there, every one of its kind. Now look, just to make sure you understand what he's talking about, he's going to say, look, you think you're going to sail the seven seas again and come and pollute this place. That's what you think. You're going to land here and you're going to plant your crops and you're going to bring your cattle with you and you're going to enslave these spirits. No, 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 no. The Lord your God's going to make sure that all you people that don't believe him, that don't believe what he says, he's going to make sure that you hear it anyway because he's going to judge you off what it says. Verse 16, seek from the book of the Lord and read. Not one of these will be missing. None will lack its mate for the mouth of the Lord has commanded, and his spirit has gathered them. He has cast the lot for them. But think about what God just said. Wake up. You need to get out of your entertainment eschatology. You're not going anywhere. So you might as well stay here and listen to what's God saying. He's just saying that he has cast lots for these entities, and he has divided it to them by line, and they shall possess it forever from generation to generation. They will, de they will dwell in it. Just listen, why is God saying this? Why is he promising these things to unclean spirits? He has cast the lot for them, and his hand has divided it to them by line. They will possess it forever from generation to generation. They will dwell in it. Jose, I want to know, have you ever heard that the Lord God of hosts had promised anything to the unclean spirits? Nope. Really? You got nothing. Zeros. Nope. I guess I dropped the ball. How long have, have you been, <laughs> been teaching you for no. a long time? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, obviously I've heard you talk about it, Matthew, but I've never heard anybody else discuss this. That's that's what I was referring to. I was scared. <laughs> I thought to myself, oh, crap, I'm no, in worse trouble than I thought I was. We, 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 we've discussed Isaiah 34 plenty of times, Matthew. Yeah, we have. But, yeah, I'm referring to other, you know, anybody else. I just have not heard this at all. And it makes sense that God will tell you somewhere what he's going to do with these unclean spirits, right? Right. Because I already read from Revelation, right? Mm-hmm. It's not there. Yeah. We could back up and read the return of Christ and read that too, but you know, you and I both have talked about that chapter many times. It's not there. It's not at the it's not at the uh great day of the Lord. It's it's not uh at Christ uh, Perugia, and it's not at the end of the thousand years when God comes back. He never mentions judging them ever. Right. Why isn't this common knowledge, Jose? Why do they love to keep people in the dark? 
because this is pretty important, right? Yes. So I would hope to shout that the, if he's promised a portion to the unclean spirits, I would hope that chapter 25 is a promised portion to the children of the promise, wouldn't you? Yes. Matter of fact, I'd expect him to end it right there, as a matter of fact. Right. He does. That's how the apocalypse of Isaiah ends, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. But let's take note, you and I, Jose. We're here to edify. We're not here to entertain nobody. And it was pretty important that everybody saw that God promised these unseen, unseen spirits a portion. That's important. That's massively important. And yet, something is very important, ladies and gentlemen. You need to prepare yourself for the birth pains. You are going through them. And the people who's not prepared, guess what's going to happen to them? It's going to create what these entertainment eschatologists call the great falling away, the great apostasy. A lot of these God-haters have actually twisted the apostasy, and they actually say, no, that's actually the pre-tribulational rapture. That's the apostasy. I don't know on what planet that is, but it's important you take this away from this program tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to get prepared, because if you're not prepared for what is to come, you will fall away because your faith's going to snap like a twig. If you continually think, hey, it's not that bad because I haven't been raptured yet, and then one of your children dies of starvation the next week, oh, it's not so bad because we haven't been raptured yet, and your wife dies from disease. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jose and my job to get you prepared for what's to come. You're supposed to know. And if you didn't know that God portioned out a particular a piece of scripture to promise these unclean spirits that there be no one ever to harass them ever again, they don't even have to worry about any cattle being there, so they don't have to worry about being uh, cast and bound, trapped in these animals to become familiars for them. Not only that, he guarantees nothing you plant there will be cultivated. It will only do thorns, thistles. He's literally gone. And then he literally says, I stretched out the line for these entities. Ladies and gentlemen, if somebody has entertained you away from God's promises and they didn't tell you, that he's made promises even for these unfortunate, unclean spirits? If they've had you distracted uh, by entertaining you with the Antichrist and the pre-tribulational rapture and the new world order, I'm afraid for you because you're not prepared for what is to come. You are going through the birth pains. The very son of God who sacrificed himself for you told you that. For once in your life, stop reading the Bible 
like it's historical fiction. It's not. It's the Word of God. Jose, your closing comments, please. No, Matthew, I think it's real important to understand that every single word and every single line in the Bible is prophecy. And we can read it to study study it historically. We can read it to um, understand the the various parables and you know the the showing us the way in which we may go. But we need to understand also it's all prophecy. And God is repeating himself continuously to show us what is to come. And, and until you start reading the Bible in that manner, you're not going to be able to connect all the dots all the way through. So it's vital. It's vital that the, that the Ecclesia start reading the Bible in that way. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, he literally tells you everything is going to do. And if you didn't know, if you had no idea that he had made a promise to these unclean spirits, you have no idea. He literally tells you everything. He tells you everything. Tonight, you learn things you didn't even know he said. Why would he? Why would he make promises to the cloven? Why would he make promises to chimeras? You need to challenge your entertainment eschatologist. Challenge them on this. And if they cannot answer you, you need to start supporting ministries that do edify you instead of entertaining you. Jose, can you pray us out of here, please? Yes, I can. Dear Heavenly Father, whom we love and serve, once again, we give you thanks and praise for allowing us to come together and we thank you continuously for allowing us to read your word and to study it and to be edified by it. Father, I ask that you open up the hearts of the listeners, that you allow them to understand that your word is prophecy and you are telling us continually over and over what is to come. And Father, we thank you for this. And Lord, we ask that your words be a comfort to those that read them and be a comfort to those as the birth pangs come upon us, that they may understand that you have told us what is to come and you have told us where our redemption lies. And Lord, I ask all this in the name of your son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, till next time, God bless. Godspeed. Thank you for listening to Maranatha Ministries with Matthew Miller. I appreciate you tuning in. For more information, stop by and visit us at patreon.com backslash Matthew Miller. Or you can correspond to us via snail mail by writing to P.O. Box 024, Reader, North Dakota, 58649. Now, if you're a God-fearing, Bible-believing, gospel-preaching Christian, please repeat after me. I pledge allegiance to the Bible. God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Its words will I hide in my heart that I might not sin against God.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.